seems a bit severe, but I... It, um, do, it, it does seem a little bit severe and it does feel a little clickbaity. They can be really happy in a business one month and then really, really like very unhappy that the next month. This is the way it's done. Sure, people who get too many messages will complain about it, but give me a break. Welcome back to season two of the content recruiter we've been on a little bit of a hiatus we did record another episode which was a precursor to launching season two where we spoke about a couple of other things as well but mainly to announce season two coming back um but it feels good to be back it's been a few months now nate has been busy working away on BYA. i've been busy freelancing on various contracts and we are um yeah, back in the back in the hot seat, ready to talk all things content marketing, recruitment marketing, employer brand to uh, to help recruiters feel better because it's been a really tough couple of years for recruiters, Nate, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. Uh, I mean, it's just tough. I think you know. I talked to somebody today. I talked to an in-house recruiting team today or like the kind of the heads of the recruiting team they're still hiring engineers they're having a really really hard time hiring engineers right now it's still competitive there but then like in some sectors we see like people getting laid off it's weird right recruiting is like a weird it's just a weird industry yeah i um it's kind of funny because i think the perception is that when there's like a looming recession or like lots of layoffs in an industry i think people's perception is that oh well you know, it'd be a lot easier to hire now because there's more people available. But I think it almost sometimes has the adverse effect, doesn't it? Like, you know, I speak to to people who've been laid off and they're actually really quite nervous about what's next for them. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like they, they, I guess, I guess the feeling is if you get laid off once, you definitely don't want to be going through that again in like six, three, six months time, do you? Because it's, it's, it's gutting, isn't it? It's a heartbreaking process. Like it takes a lot out yeah. of you, especially if you got like family and commitments and financial worries and all that sort of stuff that's buzzing around the head. Um, yeah. That's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. It is a lot. I mean, just getting hired alone is a lot. Dude, it's a process and it's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is. Bit. It's stressful and it takes up a lot of time and you put everything into it and you get your hopes up and stuff. And then when it works out, it's awesome and you readjust your life and recalibrate your emotions and all that kind of stuff. And then when that suddenly gets taken away, it's hard, you know, it's like, it, there's, there's a human element to it. Then there's the business element. And I realize that those things like aren't always connected, but yeah, but it's hard. And, and, you know, we, we see recruiters feel the pain of that, whether, whether they're external and they're, they have to deal with like market demand when they're, when they're the ones doing the recruiting or when they're in-house and they deal with market demands when hiring stops and companies think they're no longer needed. So I don't know, like recruiters, it feels like are always at the, like the edge of market swings. Mm. Uh, yeah. For good and for bad at times. Yeah. For good and for bad. But uh, you know, it's like, it's definitely a ride the wave. It feels like a ride the wave type industry in general. Uh, that doesn't mean that like every, every aspect of it is like that, but, um, you know, same, same with sales and, and things like that. So I think you, you, uh, you capitalize on the good, you know, you, you probably know that there's going to be a lull plan, plan accordingly, and probably, you know, you get better at it over time. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, what recruiters really need is more help from uh, our favourite team, employer brand, which leads us nicely into our, oh, our topic good, of conversation. Nice segue. Yeah, I've been away for months. <laughs> I've, had, I've had months to plan that. Months of effort and hard work. Um, we are, yeah, so we're talking about very um, dramatic title. Is employer branding dead? Seems a bit severe, but I... It, um, does, it, it does seem a little bit severe, and it does feel a little clickbaity. Uh, <laughs> anything to get the views, all right? Anything to get the listens? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, okay. Something I think about quite uh, quite often, to be honest, and uh, it's based off of, like, conversations I've had. I mean, this isn't just stuff I make up in my head or, like, I... Or I, I, I come up with just to be like provocative i mean i think like in over over the you know years or whatever i've been a little a little bit of like an antagonist to the employer brand industry itself even though like at one point i was in it and and some in some ways i'm now like associated with it or you know related to it but like i do poke that bear Mm. from time to time because i have some opinions about it but like this is like like a legit like I want to have a legit conversation about the entire industry and where I think it's going because uh, my views on it have have definitely evolved or changed. Um, and I've been like, I, I started writing a post about this and um, was having a little bit of trouble articulating it. And so I'm, I, that's why I said, I, why I told you I wanted to have a conversation about it because it'll just allow me to like contextualize some things talk there's definitely nuance but I, but i have some opinions so should i just jump in well let me ask you a question first what okay. what because we we like true to at least being consistent anyway we don't really put heap of planning into these episodes we we talk about things that are on our minds and we think like the industry might appreciate and get some ideas from um and this is a big 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 topic so we're going to struggle to get it all in tonight and we'll probably end up doing various other episodes on this thing but in your opinion, what is employer brand? What does it actually actually mean? Because I go back and forward in my head with with this question, like what is its purpose? What does what is it there to do? Um what are you what are your initial thoughts on it? Uh okay, so I think that a brand in general exists whether somebody or a company does anything intentional about it. It's the, it's the way that employees, job candidates, how it's, it's their perception of what it's like to work at your company, right? Um, that's what it is. It's a, it's a perception. And I think that that perception exists regardless of what you do about it. And I think employer branding as an industry is the attempt to be intentional about how that brand, how that perception is represented um, to both employees and to job candidates. Most commonly, one more thing, most commonly it is associated with the perception that the outside market has uh, about your company when it comes to working there. So job candidates, just the outside world, like how we feel about like working at a place that would be like, that's most commonly like how people think about 
an employer brand. But I realize, like as you get more experienced and you talk to some people who have like vast levels of experience in this industry, um, there's a lot that can come with that. There's a lot of like employee communications, culture building, but like there's a lot. But like for, for the majority of companies, they don't think about it at that level of depth because because the 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 role and the function itself has not evolved at their company. So it's really comes down for them. It most, for most companies, it's like, how do we market ourselves to job candidates? Like pretty simply, right? Like, and so um, anyway, that's how, that's how I think about it because that's how like most people think about it. That's a very surface level way of thinking about it, but it's probably the most realistic if we're talking to like the largest group of people. Okay. And that, that's that, that I feel the same way, but it's interesting getting your getting your views because my my head went to initially, you know, when you've got like brand teams internally for, I don't B two C products, consumer products, yeah, you can kind of influence. You have more control over how the product influences people, and even even in B two B software world, like you can you can um, you can create a narrative of how how a product will change someone's life. And that's kind of different with jobs, isn't it? Because you also don't necessarily control the narrative with employer brand, which is my my fundamental issue with the whole employer brand thing is that you don't control the narrative on how people feel because people's emotions are all over the place. They can be really happy in a business one month and then really, really like very unhappy that the next month something might change. They just not They're just not feeling it anymore like something might be happening in their personal life. You don't, you, you are never going to control how that person generally feels in, in work. Right? right. I mean, obviously you can do some things and I guess this is where we go into like more, more depth around like EVP and <clears throat> figuring out pillars and spending a lot of time doing research and, and all that great stuff. But even then the smallest of changes or the biggest of changes like um economically hey recessions come in makes people nervous how does the business react they've started cutting people well that wasn't the case four months ago when we went through our evp process and we interviewed these people who were really happy but now recessions on it way they've just got rid of 200 people and now i'm shit scared about what the future looks like here right you know that that it it's it feels unlike a product it feels like it's on the cliff edge and, and change is coming constantly. And I just don't know how you can build a brand around something that's so inconsistent, like an emotion. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's now all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, if there's something there. Okay. So I've never, I've never thought about it that way. Uh, I've thought about recruiting that way, but never about employer brand that way. And I think you're right. And I'm wondering if like, if, Okay, let me see. I'm wondering if that's the reason why a lot of employer branding is so just surface level. Is by like default it has to be because if it goes any if it goes any deeper, it's already on shaky ground, and so the safest place to position it is on is in this like kind of neutral, super agreeable, safe like all right, like hey, whatever way this wind blows. It's more or less going to be okay for a bit. 
with whatever we put out there, the wording, the positioning, whatever. But the, but if you go deeper, like that shit's just subject to change like way too often. Um, Interesting. I know. I, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't know, but that's, that is what, definitely one way to look at it. Well, I, no, I think it, I think it is one way. Like you, you, um, oh man, so this, this, it's so complex. I think when you're dealing with people anyway, when the product has, has emotions and I use products in inverted commas, but when the product has emotions, it becomes, um, it just becomes a lot more challenging. I, so then that begs the question, when employer brand teams are basically teams of one slash two, maybe bigger companies, they get to like double figures if they're lucky. Are they trying to push water up a hill? Are they really doing the work that's going to genuinely impact how an industry or a group of, of people feel about working for that brand? Or is this solely built on the perception that consumers have of that brand? And is that more powerful? And should an employer brand even be a concept? Like, should it even be a thing? Are we genuinely having an impact with such small, such, uh, sorry, such small groups of people in such like, big, vast companies trying to trying to make this work? Yeah. Okay. So this is what I was what I was thinking about. So here, let let me not bear. I, I don't want to bury the lead. Do do in in general, based off of conversations with in-house EB people. I've also had some conversations, like I'll, uh, I'll get some like consultants or agency people, whatever, reach out to me and just ask me for feedback or like advice about their business and stuff. So it's like, it, this is just like based off of like conversations stuff, plus like my own observations is like, I think it doesn't feel like the industry has any legs. Uh, it feels like in-house roles, either go away or in-house people are job hopping way too often for it to be like a very like sticky role because they wouldn't have taken the job in the first place if it didn't feel like there was legit opportunity. And if they weren't like at least promised that they would be able to build something. And I, and I've seen these, some of these people in two or three or more roles at companies that from the outside as consumers, we like kind of revere yeah. And inside they're just like not able to get anything done. So they're, so they're hopping around. And then also I talked to agency folks who are like, what should we do with our business? How should we pivot? We're not getting any impact. How do you unlock budget? Like all this kind of stuff. It doesn't, I'm just, I don't get any signals that overall that there's a viable industry here from a business perspective. Um, let, let, let me go back onto one thing. So you, you're, you're saying, if I've understood that correctly, you're saying that because you speak to a lot of EB people, you know, well, or they, or they like will message me saying like, Hey, I'm starting to look for job opportunities. Do you know anybody? Because like I'm connected to the employer branding space, but there really isn't any job opportunities. I, I, I agree uh, to the point where I was going to spin up. Um, my, my opinion on employer brands changed 12 months ago. If you'd asked me this question, I would have been like all over the concept. So it should have been what every company would join down on. And I still think there's an element of, of it that's important and we'll get to that. Right. But I, um, you're, you're speaking to people in the industry who are in employer brand, right? Yes. In, in and, that role. And they're concerned about the, the legitimacy and the um, power. 
the legitimacy of employer brands as a concept. Is that is that what they're telling you? Yeah, I've even had I, I even had one in-house person tell me that they think that the industry itself is is done. Hmm. And they're and they're pivoting their career, which is one thing I wanted to talk about. Is like, what are other options for people who have this kind of experience? And they want to pivot their op their themselves into um, more like internal communications roles, PR, that kind of a thing, which I think is super smart. Yeah. As a re yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go. No. No. No, go. no. No. It's cool. I have like lots of things I want to talk about because this isn't all just doom and gloom. I like actually. I see like other opportunity and whatever, but we, we have time. So let's go. I, I, uh, I see huge opportunity partly because the, so as a recruiter, an internal recruiter or a freelance recruiter, who's been probably through the best part of like 12, 15 companies now, I haven't seen one company do recruitment marketing very well at all. Hmm. And that's, that's a broad range of companies from like up to 4,000 people down to like 50. So, um, so it's a broad range of companies. They either don't have a function at all, they don't have anyone doing it, or they just lean on their marketing team to do it and the marketing team can never be asked because they're too worried about new client acquisition, which fine, that obviously takes precedence. But I mean, some would argue it doesn't because the talent drives new clients, but whatever. Um, what is, so as a recruiter, the things that I want from... <clears throat> someone in recruitment marketing slash employer brand, whatever they want to tout themselves as, I want them to help uncover new talent sources for us to take advantage mm -hmm. of either through partnerships or content or whatever. Do you see that as their kind of fundamental role now? Because their, their role, if you're in a small employer brand team of one or one and a half or two, that is on paper a big, big role at the moment, isn't it, in terms of responsibilities and roles? can't i mean there's just too much i i i uh i was thinking about this new role in recruiting because like uh more sophisticated sales functions have sales operations they, they also have like sales engineers if they're if they're tech first you know where they'll have like an engineer who also like kind of knows how to sell who can explain like the depths of the product like if they're selling if you're like selling a software product to a cto having a sales engineer explain the product to a CTO. It's like an engineer talking to an engineer. That's a, that's a really killer role. And the sales operations person who like sets up salespeople with, with assets, right. With like, um, with like, you know, building out like personas and like helping with targeting and things like that. Like if you're working enterprise deals, like multiple six figure, seven figure deals, Having somebody who is like creating assets for you, like buyer assets, enablement assets, things like that is like, it's just, it's part of the selling process. Like you have like a support. And I think like, I mean, recruiters have none of that, none, zero, dude. It's like, I mean, a recruiting team of five people, you're basically like having like five lone wolves who just operate as a quote unquote team. Yeah. All kind of doing their own thing. But like, I, I fantasize honestly about this like recruiting operations role who knows how to create content where like a recruiter could be like, Hey, I'm, I'm working on this, like 
blah, 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 role, whatever. Like I could, I imagine having this like one pager that explains blah, blah, blah. And this person being like, yeah, like let's create that. And they put it together. Like that seems like a way more impactful role than somebody who's like sitting out off to the sideline, who has basically no budget, who is like not really connected to like what are like employer brand? Are they connected to recruiting? Are they connected to marketing? Are they like, what are they, you know, they got hired without really any scoping of the role. Like, like leadership just knew it was something they should have. Like, why isn't that person like more of a recruiting ops person who is just like helping their recruiters be extremely effective and efficient? Um, just a role There's of There's probably a ton ton of flaws in what I just said, but I don't know. Well, potentially, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, um, I think, I think there's, there's still got to, the work's then got to fall into someone from a design perspective, hasn't it? A design assets perspective. I think recruitment ops makes a lot of sense when you hit a certain size and there's this like role velocity flowing through in, in, you, in your increasing hiring demand. What's the, we, we, remember when we kicked off the content recruiter as a pod, um, the, and basically, um, the intention of doing this was to help turn recruiters into better content marketers. Right. Do you still think that's viable? Do you still think that that should happen? Like the the because we're 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 what over it? We're nearly a year into doing this, aren't we? And yeah. I, and I think opinions have changed on lots of things. But I'm going to be semi sort of controversial here. I'm not going to ask for your answer first. I keep I keep firing you and saying you know. Um, give you a perspective on this and putting you under pressure. I, uh, I still think it's, it's viable. Like I, I look at what recruiters do and how recruiters spend their time. And I think if they just like freed up a little bit of that time to do more marketing, they would make their lives a lot easier. I suppose the question then becomes though, like how do they, do they get like budget for, paid campaigns, you know, how do they get trained up on, on creating content for like organic channels, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I still think the concepts of turning recruiters into better marketers makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do. Okay. Well, uh, we've, I, I know we've talked about this before, but anyway, let's talk about it again. All right. To me, to me, a recruiter, I know there's examples of this, but I can't think of it. But I can, but for some reason, I can only think of it in like non-tech industries where you'll have like a recruiter who's been in the industry for a long time. Like, let's say they recruit architects or I don't know, so, you know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. something, right? And, and they know everything about the, the industry that they recruit for. And they're like, they're experts in the industry. They pay attention to the industry. They see trends and they just talk about the industry. They don't talk about recruiting. And I think what too many fucking recruiters do is they talk about recruiting. Mm. And it's like, why are you talking about recruiting? Why don't you talk about whatever it is you're recruiting for? So like, if you're a tech recruiter, why aren't you talking about like, engineering topics or whatever. It's like in marketing, this is the thing that marketers get. Marketers understand that you market to your target audience. Recruiters market to other recruiters. 
Now, if you're recruiting recruiters, that's one thing. But if you're recruiting software engineers or architects or physicians or nurses or truck drivers or whatever it is, you should be talking to that audience, not talking to your peers. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really, so, so like, yes, I agree. Because if you became known as a recruiter who really knows your industry inside and out and you're putting out content, dude, whether, you know, you're posted on LinkedIn or you're do you have a podcast or whatever it might be that you're doing. I think that your messages are going to land better. Um, which is like ultimately what you're trying to do, right? Like you, you, you know, you and I have talked offline about this quite a lot about like the, the whole like outbound motion in recruiting and like, there's this cool thing that you can do in recruiting that is, uh, I think you can't do as easily in sales. In recruiting, it's kind of known and accepted, even though people like to complain about it, but like that, like you're gonna get messages from recruiters, okay? And it's how a lot of job, how a lot of people get hired, even how a lot of the smartest people get hired is they will get a message from a recruiter. It's just how it's done. And it's kind of accepted as like, this is the way it's done. Sure, people who get too many messages will complain about it, but give me a break. Like, come on. That's how you also got hired. So like, give it up. Um, but there's this like inbound, outbound kind of flow that can happen in recruiting where like, if you put enough stuff out, it helps that message land better and you're going to get better results. And like, you told me this and I get, and I, and it like the light bulb went on that it's just like, it's, it's not an either or. And I think a recruiter who can master both um, and can see the value in both and realize that like, this isn't about like going all inbound and not doing outbound. It's about doing both, but one enables the other. Mm. That is pretty badass. Yeah, I um, yeah, and I I don't think we've ever advocated for going fully inbound, have we? I think it's just too hard, to be honest. Uh, uh, oh, you could imagine like the director of TA in a company asking a tech recruit why they've not made any placements for two or three months, and it's just like, hey, because I've been focusing on publishing content out onto LinkedIn. Because the reality is it takes time and we've always, we've always like, this is nothing, this is nothing new. It's not a surprise to anyone, but um, if you can see that time out and have a real kind of solid strategy, then you should, you should start to make your life a lot easier. Um, I, so go, going back to the initial topic of, of employer brand, is employer brand dead? Where do you, um, where do you sit on this? Because I think most people are probably not expecting a, a yes or no response. Um, yeah, I think so. So yes, like in, in general, I do. I, I do feel that it's a that it's an industry that just doesn't have any any legs. It's not. A, I don't. I don't see it as a viable industry, with the exception. But but I have but I have some exceptions. So I think that there's a handful of agencies who have established themselves as like the go-to agencies for this type of work. And where, where they get their budget from are from large enterprise companies. They yeah. do really big deals and those agencies are going to be fine. I would never advise anybody who doesn't have that level of like traction, industry credibility, relationships, all that kind of stuff to go into this industry. I would not at all. I would like go just do something different. 
Um, even if you're so passionate about it, like it's just there, there just isn't enough money to go around. This is a, this is, I, I really believe that this is a finite pot. Um, and, uh, the companies who have the budget, they have their agencies and they give them money every year and they do big deals and like, it's great. But like, otherwise it's really, really hard to compete. That said, I think that at the enterprise level, really big companies, I think employer branding roles still have life for sure. I know some people, Anthony Jones, I give him a shout out like as often as I can. He's at Levi's now. He's, he's the man. He's, he's like, he's the man. He's built a career from marketing into employer brand and is just a different type of operator in this space. And that guy's going to have longevity forever because he's so fucking good at what he does. He's amazing. And he works at a killer brand Levi's and like stuff like that, you know, and there's some of those people that still exist and they're at large companies and they get budget and they know how to sell and, and get budget internally. They just think differently. Right. Um, and I think that will be there because you're talking about a large swath of employee pro like uh, personas, you know, when you're talking about consumer products and things like that. Outside of that, I think the in-house role is either going to be like just a, a cycle of frustration for people, or it's just going to go away altogether. You see when hiring, when hiring uh, stops or slows down, recruiting is the first to go and employer brand never had a shot to begin with at those places. And like, where do you, what do you think is going to happen when recruiting goes? It's like, it's just not going to be there. So I think that employer brand people who are, who have felt this frustration and are trying to figure out what do I do with my career? Internal communications and PR, marketing, uh, recruiting, uh, things like that. And for, pe for people on the outside agencies who are like, yeah, like I should just sell the big companies. Um, those are very long sales cycles. Mm. Um, and they're hard. The last thing I want to hit on is where I think that there actually is an opportunity for employer branding is in these industries that are super old school who are reinventing themselves. That's a really interesting opportunity because there's a, there's a lot of these like legacy companies or like industries that get overlooked because tech is so shiny and fancy and there's a lot of money in tech. I don't think employer branding in tech is like, is, is gonna ha is happening. But I do think in these other industries that are just like, wanting to now position themselves as like cool or like legit career industries for young people. There's something there. There's some really neat stories to be told. There's some brand positioning that can happen. And for somebody who just like carves out like a weird niche in like, I do employer branding for, I don't know. I can never think of something drilling companies. I don't know, whatever, you know, or like uh, climate companies, whatever, you know, something like that, like energy. There might be some massive budgets and like things to do in there. So like overall in general, I think the industry itself is like not going anywhere positive. And like, I understand people's frustrations, but if you're a creative person and you kind of want to go against the grain, there's probably some like cool opportunities for companies looking to like reinvent themselves. And if you're in an enterprise company, you're probably still. So we're saying focus on scrappy marketing. On scrappy marketing. Hmm. What's the solution? Like, like, so how, how, how do companies market themselves to candidates? Yeah, I think it still comes back to scrappy marketing. I think it really does. Um, and I think it's like, again, we're like huge advocates for this being 
being owned by the recruiting team. And like, you know, the part B to this is like, okay, Nate, if you feel that employer branding is dead, what does this mean for recruiting teams? It means that recruiting teams, they need, they just need to own this. I think they always have for a lot of companies, you know, they just have never done anything about it, but they've, it's fallen on them. If they wanted it, it's up to them to make it. And I, I just, I don't know. I think recruiters are the best position to do this. And you and I both agree that the reality of, of recruiting teams at scale doing this is probably not likely, but you know what? doesn't mean it's not the right thing. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's the wrong idea. Interesting. We are... Um... In the spirit of scrappy marketing and testing stuff really quickly, we are testing out LinkedIn's new audio rooms tomorrow on this very specific topic. And so feel free to um, feel free to come along to that. I um, People can get involved, ask questions, and, um, and share some abuse about employer brand not being dead. I, um, but I've enjoyed that. That was, a, that was a good chat. I, it's some, it's some, um, pretty interesting perspectives from people inside the industry which surprised me the most actually and, that, and that's that's kind of not not nice to hear from people who are actually in that space doing the job not feeling like very valued at all like that's not that's not great for them is it so um Nate it's good to be back thank you for for that is there anything else you want to talk through I think so uh yeah I think that's good um yeah, if anybody, she's if anybody's listening to this and they're they're thinking about this stuff, hit me up. Uh, I'm happy to have a chat and just kind of talk through it, or even talk through like a like a specific situation that you're in. But um, I do that from time to time, where I just kind of serve as like the uh, person that a uh, EB or person that EB falls on. What's the vent? So <laughs> I'm good with that. If you want to vent, just or, or talk through pivots or whatever, hit me up. Nice. Love it. It's been a pleasure. I'll uh, see you next week. Sounds great.